This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. I'm Terry Struck, host of Beauty Now, a weekly podcast that features experts who share their knowledge on lasers, lifts, lipo, hair, lashes, skin, breast dogs, vaginal rejuvenation, cellulite, and much, much more. Today, we're going to get to the arms. I have so many women well, and men calling me about arms. What can they do about their arms? And today, we're very, very lucky to welcome back Dr. Toby Mayer, an expert in his field, a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. You couldn't get much better than this. Back, Dr. Mayer. Well, glad to be back, Terry. Thanks for being with us. I have so many emails and women asking me about those bat wing things behind their arms, saggy skin on their arms, um, saggy skin after weight loss, and then just as women get older, the sun damage and all that, and, and arms really show your age. What can women do? Well, you know, we can lump these all into uh, one giant category where we say when we have too much skin because what's inside the skin is getting smaller while the skin, because of gravity, is getting larger. And if you combine that with weight loss, wherever you have excess skin, arms, the flanks between your rib cage and your hip bone uh, at the sides, love handles extending around to the back, the chest, the back of the chest. A lot of times women complain about rolls of fat there. Wherever you have excess skin, There are some muscles, for example, the back of the arms, where you can do exercises to help your triceps. But uh, eventually, we hit a point where most women do not have this kind of time. They're not professional bodybuilders. And besides toning, there's not a lot else that one can do. If you are going to do surgery where we cut out the skin, because that's really the only way you can address bat wings. Bat wings. So bat wings are those little fatty things yeah. that you see flopping. Yeah, you when know. you hold your arm out it's straight in front of you, it's between the elbow and the shoulder, that little thing that flips back and forth. And women don't like that because they can have had a facelift and other kinds of surgery and look really good, uh, but their bat wings, they say, oh my God, isn't there some? Can't you just liposuction that? And the answer is, yeah, liposuction will help if it's fat. But very often, it's not fat. It's just extra skin, which means that we have to make a scar between the elbow and the armpit. Ooh, that's a pretty big scar. That's a big scar. Sometimes they don't heal well, or they make a uh, uh, a very hypertrophic red sort of angry scar. Which hypertrophic, Uh, for the normal listener here, wouldn't understand that. uh, That's just like a thick red scar. Right, okay. Not not what they consider a fine line. And the surgeon doesn't always know that. If you close it under tension, it will make a thick scar. If it's closed, where, oh, look, if I just pinch it like this, why can't you take all that off? Well, the reason that you can is you have to be able to move it. 
And when you move your arms, you're stretching that, and your body will not tolerate stretching. So it'll make the spine oh, I see what you're saying. That would be what would come to mind is that why couldn't you just make a tiny little cut underneath your, like by your armpit or something? Mm-hmm. And then suction the fat out. You can do that a little bit if someone has a great deal of fat. But remember, if somebody's 20, uh, usually we don't have this problem. Right. And, and as if you suction fat out when somebody's 20, A, they normally don't need it, and B, you could do that with a little incision, suction out a little bit of fat. It might improve things 10 to 20%, but n- n- not what people think it's going to be. By the time you get to be 50 uh, now we're and, and beyond, now we're talking about just too much skin. You're going to have to make an incision and remove skin. And when a woman hears that there's a trade-off, so, oh, I can remove skin, it's going to look a little bit better, but, but I have a scar from my armpit to my elbow on the inside of my arm. But still, that's going to show, if she wears a, an evening dress, something with short sleeves, uh, she's not going to want to, most women will not want to have that done. So, but what if you're a woman, and I, I act, I'm going to do a show on this, that has lost quite a bit of weight, like the lap band surgery, or a mm-hmm. lot of times those women get the big, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you do the body lifts and the big hanging skin. Mm-hmm. So that would be a trade-off. Yes, it's always, and, and I'm glad you phrased it that way, because anytime you have excess skin, face, you need a facelift. You can't do like a little operation, make a little incision, because where is the extra skin going to go if you just pull it up? You're just going to move a pleat from one place to another. So the same thing is true with uh, massive weight loss, that people have rolls of skin, and now we're talking about large incisions going virtually around the body to remove the excess skin, because there's no way you're going to remove it. It's not just fat now, once they've lost the weight, it's just rolls of skin. So when people, let's just say they've lost 100 pounds, and they've got the big hanging skin, of course their arms... They're going to want to do that surgery then from That's the elbow correct. because it, it is it is going to look way better than just hanging skin, which we've seen on Extreme Makeover or one of those shows, and, and it's pretty sad. But on the other hand, they're really happy that they're skinny, so that's yeah. good. So there, there you have it. You've said it yourself. Um, when the trade-off is favorable, massive amounts of skin versus the scar, Good. Go ahead and have it done. But the women, uh, a lot of women that I see are just, you know, your average 50 to 60-year-old or beyond, and they have bat wings. They, they don't have a massive weight loss, and they're not, they're not, the trade-off is not going to be beneficial for them. For and even really skinny people, you can see they get the bat wings. I had dinner with somebody that just had asked me about arms, and... You know, her her skin is starting to fall off her. What about your forearms? I mean, that's what her problem was, but she was very, very thin. Maybe she needs to gain weight. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah, go, go, go eat a lot. It doesn't, you know, Exactly. I'm like, well, I'll tell you why my arms look good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I have one patient that I've known for, oh, probably 25 years and every year she asks me, is there something you can do for me? Now she's almost 60, and she has a, a little bit of excess fat, but she doesn't need a, a, a like a, a regular lift. I mean, she's 
If you ask people by aging what she looks like, she looks like she's 40 years old. So she is at the very, very top of the bell-shaped curve. So she, the, the fullness of the fat gives her uh, a skin, a smooth texture, so she doesn't have wrinkles. But you're talking the face, right? Because I have another girlfriend who's turning 60, and she just, for the first time in her life, is getting a little bit of a pot belly. Our 60-year-old's... Are they candidates for lipo? Ah, yes, they are if. Think of it this way. Uh, the abdominal wall holds your stomach in, you know, and all your organs. If that is absolutely flat, which it virtually is not in anyone that's 60, unless they're, you know, in the gym all week, uh, when they relax, if there's a convexity, to their abdominal wall, and there's just skin around it without that fat layer, all of the fat is inside, like men with a quote-unquote beer belly. Right. So they say, oh, can you suction out the fat? I say, no, the fat isn't on the outside, it's on the inside. On the inside of the muscles, right? Right, inside around your organs and your abdominal Ooh. cavity, versus being on the outside between the muscle and the skin. Is that possible to lose? I mean, when you get the fat inside your muscles, I mean, is that just a question of losing weight? Yes. Okay. That's the only way you can treat a so-called beer belly. Uh, and sometimes I see women who have both. They're, because they've had childbearing, they have a convexity to their abdomen and the wall. When you say convexity, explain that for it's a like a, a, um It's a bulge. It bulges out. Right. Because it's not flat. It's not what people call a flat stomach. No matter how many sit-ups they do, because of childbearing, this got stretched. So you right. can only get it back so far, and some people are luckier than others. But if there's fat, even after childbearing, if there's fat between the muscle wall and the skin, then we can do a liposuction no matter what the age is. If they have excess skin when you're done with the liposuction, then you have to do some sort of a modified tummy tuck or a full tummy tuck. And when you say modified, that would be like not doing the belly button, correct? Correct, yeah. Modified uh, carries a lot less risk than a full tummy tuck because full tummy tucks, you're separating the skin from the pubic bone all the way up to the ribs. And you can put your hand underneath there and, and push it back and forth from side to side. That's a full tummy tuck, and you're making a new belly button. A modified is where you're just removing the excess skin at the bottom right above the pubic bone. So the full tummy tuck is pretty much when you have the real hanging skin and you really can't just do that without doing the belly button because right. you're pulling your belly button down. Right. And there's some, But most women could do, uh, probably will, will do as well with a modified without taking the risk of a pulmonary embolus. And that's is, the lucky thing about having a C-section, because then you could do it through that, right? Absolutely. That's, we, we just take out the old scar and make a new one. And you, you don't have the, you know, most women might have a little bit of fullness above the belly button. Uh, and I tell them, if that is not going to bother you after I do the liposuction, it might still be a little crepey, but we can take out the pleat at the bottom. Is that going to make you happy? And if they say yes, great, no problem. But if, if the answer is no, then they're going to need a full tummy tuck. Well, and you just brought up a really good point. Is that going to make you happy? Everybody is different. And 
you know, listeners, I've said this on almost every show, what will make you happy? And I think that is what we're talking about, trade-offs. So we're trying to learn about scars and, and scars on your body for the trade-offs of looking good or how you're going to want to feel, not about what other people think about you. Yes, exactly. And once you understand what are the advantages and disadvantages of any procedure, as well as how many, if you go to a surgeon and he tells you only one way of doing something, uh, that doesn't give you enough information. You need to know what's the pros and cons of different ways because what, what I might want for you might be different than what you want for you. So you you need to know those things, and you need to be able to evaluate uh, what you see because there's so much misinformation. I know, and, and nip-tuck is, is really fun to watch, but it just doesn't represent reality, except for the part where they say, what don't you like about yourself, because that's probably what you say. Now, how do you approach somebody that comes in and they have, this is an example, a huge honk and nose, and then you're, you know, assuming that's what they're going to want, and then they're like, see this little mole here? Yeah. Well, what I do is I put them in front of a mirror, and I never suppose what someone's going to want. I hand them a pointer, uh, which is a uh, uh, what I call the Armani Q-tip, <laughs> and, I, and I say, point out to me what bothers you. That's good. I like all, that. That's all I say. And We're going to have to take a break. We're already at break time. We want to thank our sponsors. I'm Terry Struck, personallifemedia.com, and we're talking with Dr. Toby Mayer. All you want to know about plastic surgery. We'll be right back. Listen to Living Dialogues, thought leaders in transforming ourselves and our global community with Duncan Campbell, visionary conversationalist, bringing you the best in new paradigm thinking on personallifemedia.com. I'm Terry Struck, host of Beauty Now, a weekly podcast, and we're talking with Dr. Toby Mayer from Beverly Hills. He sees all the stars, but more importantly, he's an expert in his field, and that's why we're talking to him. Welcome back, Dr. Mayer. Glad to be back, Terry. We were just talking about scars. We were talking about sagging skin, and now I want to ask you about lipo. There's so many different procedures out there now. You see smart lipo, you see wrong lipo, you see vapor lipo, you see what what can our listeners know that would help them about what would fit for them? Uh, unfortunately, in today's world, uh, marketing uh, creates what we call catchy little names that really don't mean a lot. So people have the weekend facelift, the uh, uh, smart lipo, um, the, all of these terms really don't mean a lot because we don't use those in plastic, as plastic surgeons. We don't use terms like that. When you're doing liposuction, think of this as a gigantic piece of a solid block of cheese. And now we're going to make holes in it and remove the fat. So it's going to become Swiss cheese and collapse and draw in. So now we have a smaller area because we've removed that amount of fat. And the question is, well, how do you remove the fat? Well, the difference is 
in the skill of the surgeon. It's not which method you use, whether you use tumescent or you put somebody to sleep. Uh, that just depends on the way the surgeon does it. Usually dermatologists are going to do this under local. Plastic surgeons are very often doing multiple procedures, so they're going to do it with the patient asleep. doesn't make any oh, difference. Oh, local. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I would have to spend the money and go to sleep. That just yeah. sounds so painful. Well, it what they show you is the person lying there after they've had the injections. And, of course, then it doesn't hurt. But while they got the injections, it doesn't feel too good. So, uh, I can't imagine. But I'm a huge baby. So. Yeah, as, as you said, my wife's going to sleep, uh, period. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to sleep, right. Yeah. And so it's good. the real question is, uh, we've been doing liposuction since within a month of the time it came to this country, and that was almost 30 years ago. Uh, the, the difference and the changes have been virtually uh, all marketing because the, if it says, well, we use a special laser that melts the fat, um, I want to be able to feel the skin to know what I'm leaving, not exactly what I'm taking out. I want to know how much fat is left in the skin. And that is because... Right? You see lumpy stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. I see patients who have had, oh, yeah, my doctor did the uh, vapor laser, sounds high tech. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And and then they have dents that are left. And I'm sure good surgeons, uh, the the only advantage really of the laser is uh, the surgeon uh, doesn't have to, quote, unquote, work so hard. So you're not going to save yourself more than 60 seconds and you're going to pass that uh, money on to the consumer for the laser machine that you're using just for marketing. And potentially have a complication. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, lasers should... The only complication that I've had in 30 years of liposuction is if I leave too much because I get to a certain point where I tell the patient before surgery, I said, if we get close to the line, do you care if you have any crepiness? This is for women who don't have massive amounts that they need removed. And she says, oh, no, 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 I, wanna, I don't want any crepiness whatsoever. I'm going to leave a little bit more. If she says, I don't care about crepiness, I want to look really good in clothes, then I'll push it. And, but it's a choice that I make with her or him. Right. That what what are their goals? Not what's my goals because um, I've had nurses that have worked for me that work for other plastic surgeons and they've had bad results where I had to go back and put fat in divots that were created by the previous surgeon. And does that work when you do that? Uh, oh, it sure does. It works, uh, but you have to. It's not like uh, it's not the kind of thing that y- y- you're adding clay to a sculpture. It's not that way. It's not that precise. So you have to overcorrect a little bit. But when liposuction first came in, you know, we had bottles of fat. And I said, oh, geez, for taking this out, there should be some places where we can put it back in. So we developed a way of concentrating the fat and then putting it back in. And in those days, as it is up till now, people said, oh, this doesn't work. Uh, I, you know, I tried it. I said, well, how did you do it? They told me how they did it. I said, well, if I did it that way, it wouldn't work for me either. But my first three patients, I put it in divots that they had from bad surgery from someone else, and I put it in, and I made them all wait one year. And on all three of those patients, I had to go back and remove fat. 
Oh, that's good. That because, is really good. And I took pictures, so I showed. Not only does it work, it can work too well if you put in too much. So it's my, my procedure of choice for lips, which I really like, and for filling out people that have uh, very, very thin faces. But you can only do so much with fat. Oh, fat in the lips looks so good. Yeah, it's, it doesn't change the texture because that's why soft lips are soft lips. It's nice, and the, the, dis, the only difficulty you have with fat in the lips is trying to get in as much as you would like. If you try to put in too much, it's going to squish uh, into the tissue in a place you don't want it. So, oh, that's smart, right. But does that last in the lips? It, uh, I Once again, I... You know, make sure I, I take pictures. If Essentially, what you have at about three or four months is what you'll have forever. I mean, you, that, that fat is going to age when you're 60. If you get it done when you're, you know, 40, and when you're 60, all the fat in your body is aging. But right. the fat that is in there and that result uh, will last forever, and that's why I use it for uh, hands. I use it for chests and women that have real hollow chests, and it works beautifully. Well, so you can inject fat into hands. Into hands for women that have bony hands and into the central chest between the breasts where it's real bony. But you have to have a woman who has enough fat in order to do that. And that's hard when they have a bony chest sometimes, isn't it? Yes. So very often those women are, are really, really thin. And, you know, you might get out a syringe full enough to do lips, but that's about it. I've had models come in who say, oh, yes, I'm, I'm so massively fat. Oh, my thighs, there's plenty of fat there. And then uh, when I look at their thighs, my nurse looks at me like I'm going to club this woman. Together. I know. I, I know people like that. Forget it. Let's club them. Yeah, <laughs> they're not allowed to come in there and get lipo. Yeah, yeah. and so p- patients have to understand that all the things that they read about, they have to remove the marketing from it. Uh, you know, there is a commercial on now uh, for skin that that is sort of the same way uh, that we see in liposuction, where you have these models, and you can't just call it uh, a lotion anymore. It has to be a serum. A serum, right? A serum, of course. However, that means serum is left over when blood clots. I know, and I'm sure it's not that. But they show a model with makeup, with light on her face, and she's going, "Oh, I'm 43. Great. You want to tell me how good your product works? Take off all your makeup, get a get a HD kind of picture of your face. Do half." with this quote-unquote serum, and don't do anything to the other half. And let's take a picture in six months, and, and then if it works, great. The but, same uh, concept as I love those ads where they have some little squirt bottle, and they're like better than Botox. And quite frankly, that it's not better than Botox. It's completely different. So mm-hmm. and Botox is completely different because it paralyzes your muscles. It doesn't fill in the little wrinkles. So the whole ad is wrong, and that's exactly right. It's so misleading, and I want to tell all the young people today, please don't be looking at these girls like they're so perfect because they're airbrushed. Yeah, and if you saw them in real life the same day, uh, you know, you'd go, oh, my God. This, this and in person. Los Angeles, you can see them the same day, and you do do that. You're like, I feel so much better. Yeah, yeah. You say, oh, geez, I saw her last night on The Tonight Show, but I just saw her today in Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. I she looked did. 10 years <laughs> older. What happened? It's so true. I saw Melrose Place. When, we, when Melrose Place was popular, I was at the launch, and next to me was this one of the ones I thought was just so, so pretty. And she is pretty, but she, she looks totally normal. 
in yeah. their life. Just yeah, that, that's, that's the difference. I mean, somebody who's, who's great-looking, is Angelina Jolie going to fall apart when she's 60? No, but you, you ask yourself this question. God does not take 60-year-olds and make them wrinkle-free and look perfect. And so when you see that in a movie, you go, gee, God must have selected out just the actresses that are pretty not to age like the rest of us. Just and that's Angelina, I know. And Jennifer's looking darn good, too. So Jennifer Aniston, she yeah. looks very good. Well, remember, these uh, patients like this, as soon as they start to get cracks, they're going to get fillers and Botox. Once they have saggy skin, they're going to go get a facelift. So you look at people, and when you, when you look at Laura Bush, you, people think, do you think she's not had surgery? There's a picture of her about a year or two ago, and she's got saggy brows, and I mean, a bad neck, jowls, and then all of a sudden we see her uh, at the inauguration, and you go, oh, that's a different looking woman. Gee, I wonder what happened. Exactly, and yeah. I think that's the thing. It's a personal choice, but and I personally choose to get fillers and Botox and keep myself up, but I want to do it in a natural way, and that's how we have doctors like you to, you know, contain us. Yes, yes, that, that's ex- that's exactly right. And if you go to a good doctor, you say, no, no, don't, don't do this now. The disadvantages are too great now. I'll tell you when you need it, and I'll get your money then, but I, I don't want it now. And that's a really good doctor. When you go in and you say, you know, if you are getting obsessed or something, that you go in and you say, I want this, or he'll be like, are you crazy? You don't need that now. And sometimes you just need that reassurance. Yes, yeah, and it says, look, I'm going to take care of you, and I know what you want, and I agree with you, but if what you want carries too much of a downside, you're about to make a big mistake. Uh, more than 30 years ago, I saw a woman, I'd only been in practice a couple of years, and she was an actress, and she had some uh, hyperpigmentation of her upper lip, and just a little bit and a couple little wrinkles, and she wanted to get a uh, procedure done. And I said, no. I said, just, you know, collagen, and that's all, because if we do anything else, you could end up with a real mismatch in your color. And she said, oh, okay. And then she went to another plastic surgeon who did what she wanted. She came back and told me how terrible he was, and look at her upper lip. Now she has to constantly wear makeup forever. You know, and and that is such good advice. And my husband, he's a plastic surgeon as well. I mean, that is really good. Listen to your doctor, and you have a problem if you're going to go find somebody. I'm sorry, Michael Jackson, but you're an example of this. Is If you're going too far, and if a really qualified, great doctor like Dr. Toby Mayer says don't do it, then don't do it. And you need to find somebody board-certified, plastic and reconstructive surgery, or a dermatologist if it's just for skin. You know, I totally advocate going to the doctors that trained in their fields. And my husband did the same thing. He turned down this really skinny friend of mine. She's a very, very good friend, and she's very, very thin. And she wanted lipo, and he said no. And just what you're saying on this show, she went to somebody else, and her skin hung. And she'd already had a tummy tuck, so nothing that they could do for her. Yeah, and remember, uh, you know, women are not supposed to have a six-pack. 
this, I don't know who, who started this. Like, <laughs> oh, women are supposed to have a six-pack? No, they're not supposed to have a six-pack. That's a relief. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. They're supposed to have a little convexity between the navel and the pubic bone. It shouldn't be absolutely flat. There's a little bit of a rounding there. And that's the way a normal woman looks. You know, they're, they're the soft, cuddly ones, not the hard-as-a-board ones. Right. Those are the, really those are the men. Those are the men that are supposed to be that way. The men get the six-packs, and so the message is, please, please, like, you know, rein in on yourselves. Ask your doctor and make sure you don't do too much stuff to yourself. That looks terrible. Right, and also body type. Not all women are, are ectomorphs or women who are real skinny. Uh, they're not Angelina Jolie. They're going to be a little bit more full-figured, and I don't mean fat when I say that. I mean they're a little bit more bulky. That's them, and th- that's normal. And so people shouldn't say, oh, here here we have this you know, size, too, that we want you to, everybody to be. No. And uh, women should understand that all of that marketing is to drive them to get something done. And, you know, when you need it, get a good surgeon. He'll tell you, yeah, you need it. But if he says don't, don't. Don't. And if yeah. you think you do, then talk to somebody. Yeah, get, get some another opinion. Professional advice. Yeah. Well, not even in another opinion if you're going to a really great surgeon. Look at their pictures and, and all that. But really, there are we, we need to do a show on this, is body dysmorphic, which is when people just go too far. And that's when people look like freaks. And so I think the aim of the show is to make you look naturally beautiful. Yeah. And we're going to have to end the show already. We're going to have to do another show. We're with Dr. Toby Mayer. And listen to part one, too. He's got a lot of great advice on plastic surgery and all different types of procedures. If you'd like a copy of today's transcripts, go to personallifemedia.com. And if you have any show ideas, questions, concerns, email me at teri at personallifemedia.com. We're going to link Dr. Toby Mayer's website to ours so you can hear the podcast, you can get the transcripts, and you can find Dr. Mayer or another qualified surgeon in your area. Thank you so much again for being with us, Dr. Mayer. It was a pleasure, and we'll have you back. Well, the pleasure was mine, Carrie. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com. Since you had a little work done Remember back in school we were drunk and with kids Then I pretended that you didn't exist 
You were a cute thing, but you couldn't be the trophy girl. I wanna hang it with me. You've gone from plain white bread to a honey bun. I think I'd like to have a taste now. Cause you're delicious since you had a little work done. Had a little work done, holy smoke. I know this cute, a damn near joke. I think that we should get together for some fun. I think I want you now, you had a little work done. All around the town In your red convertible With the top down I heard the beauty is only skin deep They call me shallow Cause you're looking mighty sweet I never fantasized before But you wouldn't be the one But now you're in my night and day dream You're sure amazing since you had a little work done Had a little work done Holy cow It don't matter Wow, look at you now How'd you like to get for some fun. I kind of like you since you had a little work done. Had a little, had a little work done.